Thank you for tuning in to the Beyond the Check Service Industry Podcast. If you're enjoying what you're listening to and all my amazing guests have to offer, please consider supporting the show by subscribing to our Patreon. The link is at the bottom of the descriptions. All donations go to support our ability to continue to bring you fun and informative content. We can never do it without support from the listeners like you. So thank you. I appreciate you all. And without further ado... Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Check Podcast, uh, service industry stuff. We're just going to talk about everything service industry related and whatever else we feel like talking about. So please, if you haven't yet, go to Amazon Prime and watch Beyond the Check Worker Owner Edition, where I go find worker-owned restaurants, hang out with them, find out about their lives, and of course, cook up and try some of the best dishes they have to offer. Today, I'm hanging out with a wonderful human being bartender, and future senator, Mr. Joe Harris. Thank you, Rashawn. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here, buddy. Nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. Yeah. How was your day? Uh, you know, uh, relatively light. I did some laundry, made some food, and just relaxed. It's my last day before I start my work week. Touche. Way to get shit done, man. Nah, you know, I gotta stay busy, because if I don't, nobody else will. Because it's just <laughs> me, and the cats just don't you. have thumbs. Funny fact, today is actually, we're recording on Inauguration Day, and there's our president's name is Joe, and our vice president's last name is Harris, and we have Joe Harris. I'm right here, right now, existing. Yeah, crazy. I don't know. Coincidence? There's also Joe Harris that plays for the Knicks, I do yeah. believe. Possibly future president. Who, um, maybe. Um, I mean, who knows? That would also be a funny coincidence. That, yeah. You're not part, you're not part like Asian or anything, right? No, not at all. Not according to 23 and me. Damn it. <laughs> well, so much for that. British, Irish, French. <laughs> um, so a fun thing that me and Joe like to do uh, on the side when we have extra money is uh, we've decided that old rich people stay rich and got rich because they invested in the stock market. So how, how are yours doing? Um, I'm using Robinhood and Coinbase right now, actually, and um, I'm up right now almost uh, 48, 49%, which is unreal. It doesn't make sense. The stock market seems like a joke. It only goes up. It never goes down. It goes down sometimes. It has to go down in order to go back up. But we haven't experienced like a major like crazy crash with our money in there, which is bound to happen if we leave it there long enough. You're right about that, you know, because when the stock market crashed in 2008, I was in high school. So yeah. I'm when I got my driver's license, ga- that's immediately when gas shot up to five dollars a gallon. Oh, damn. So I, I you know, I, my family couldn't afford to have me drive just because, you know, gas was five dollars a gallon. When I got my driver's license, this was that would have been ninety four. 95, 95, gas went down to fucking under a dollar a gallon. It was like 97 cents a gallon. <clears throat> yeah, I wish. 90, the cigarettes were still, I think, like $4 a pack. And Really? They've always been that expensive? That was $4. When I was a kid, they were like $2 a pack. I know they Like always... when you could walk to the store and buy cigarettes with a note from your parents, they were like, it was like two bucks. They're like, give me 10, and they give you a 10. Now you got to be 21. 
What? I forget it. You didn't. You don't remember? They, for cigarettes? For cigarettes, you got to be twenty-one to buy tobacco products. Whoa! Do I have, have I been under a rock? Are you, you serious? Yeah. You, yeah, you've been under a rock. You can go get shot in Iraq, but you, you've been under a rock. Hold too. on. I yeah. I if you're eighteen, you can't buy cigarettes anymore. No, that's very true. You, yeah. When did that happen? Or did I just? Yeah, that, that might have been twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Okay, well, that one, I'm good with that. Damn. Big government. Who would have guessed? 18 to buy cigarettes? No, it's 21 now. Well, hot damn. I remember when I remember when the drinking age was 18. My cousin actually turned 18 the year that they switched it to 21, and he was so mad. Uh, that's uh that would be bad, yeah. Timing, timing's a son of a bitch. He wasn't grandfathered in. On December 20th, 2019, the president signed legislation along the Federal Food and Drug Act to change the tobacco products from 18 to 21. Well, how about that? I guess I'm just <laughs> old and wasn't paying attention. Yeah, so you can care. join the military and all that stuff, but you can't buy... I, unless you're overseas. I think if you're overseas in the military, you can you can purchase that stuff. But it's crazy. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, how about that? Yeah. I think that was also when the vape flavors got changed. Yeah, I guess I do see the like the vape signs that say 21 and over. Yeah. Yeah, because they... Um, I Mind think that's blown. when they... Uh, out- you shouldn't so, smoke anyway. It's terrible for you. Yeah, cigarettes are definitely cigarettes a bad, bad choice. If you feel like you need a cigarette, put $5 into Robin Hood and gamble it away there instead of yeah. gambling on your health. I smoked for 25 years. And a jewel is the only, the only reason I have the jewel is because I smoked for 25 years and I just... You know, service industry and film industry and coffee and, you know. See, geez. I've avoided the coffee addiction as well. I don't. You don't drink coffee, do you? No, never. I've had probably maybe 20 cups of coffee in my entire life. Your whole life? In my entire life. I'm a 30-year-old man, yes. Hmm, maybe you just haven't had the right coffee. I don't like anything. Where did you have coffee at? I just, I've like had Waffle House? Starbucks and I'm not a big Starbucks fan. I mean that's fair, but their stuff's mostly sugar. But it's super rich too. So like having a Starbucks is like kind of drinking like motor fluid. Yeah, see, so when, it's not good for like a beginner coffee drinker probably. But yeah, no, but you, just, you shouldn't get on it anyway. It's crack. Yeah, just it, yeah, try not to. It's every man's crack. Try to avoid the caffeine too if I can help it. You know. So Don't I, drink Bart's root beer. It's the only one that's got a bite. I don't like Barks. root beer. No? Not a root beer guy either. God no. damn, man. Not a root beer float? No. No? No. Oh, man. Okay, a chili dog, onion rings, and a root beer float in the summertime. Trust me. I'd, I'd be content you, with a Coca-Cola from you Georgia. You can do a Coke float. You can do a Coke float. I'd rather have ice cream on the side. All right, well. Do what you do you, man. I don't, <laughs> can't help it. I, I don't know. It's, it's like my mother's favorite thing was like root beer, going to the A&W root beer stands. Yeah, they well, they that used to be a thing. It, yeah, I mean, that was on... Now um, we have Sonic. Like Happy Days. Oh, dude, Sonic's... But, they, but now they don't even do that, so... They don't do root beer floats at Sonic? No, they don't come out like to the car and like... Oh, yeah, COVID. Oh, yeah, COVID. That's the thing. But they were on roller skates for a little while, like Sonic. For a long time. Sonic Dude, even, even the one uh, here in town had the one in roller skates every now and then. I'd see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All four wheels, too. The occasional girl on the on the rollerblades, you know, just a... It's a treat. It's to be different. 
It's a treat. <laughs> it's a treat. It's a business. It's a business move, you know. It is. So, a uh, funny story about you. You weren't always in the service industry. No, not at all. I uh, initially, when uh, moved down here to Savannah, I was working for Georgia Power, rebuilding the underground electrical system for downtown Savannah because it was catching fire and exploding previously. And then um, after that, I worked in dialysis. What year was that? Um, so that work actually probably started in um, 2002, the mid-2000s, early 2000s. And, um, you know, because the original electrical system underneath Savannah was built by Thomas Edison. The actual Thomas Edison? The actual Thomas Edison. We're learning the- facts here, <laughs> history facts. So they were, it was designed by Thomas Edison and, um, you know, we would do our best to take out parts without completely destroying it and turning off the power for the people in the area and replace it. Fun. <clears throat> so you got, you got deep down in Savannah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right by the bar I work at, at Treehouse, there's a, a manhole in City Market and I, I built it. It's the bottom of it, 17 foot deep. I know for a fact I was down there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What else is down there? <laughs> hey, you know, actually, you know, people used to throw their old glass bottles down the toilets and flush them instead of throwing them in the trash. So um, people like who people like what people? Human beings. And, you Put know, glass bottles in their. They didn't people recycling and trash and trash and how we handle it now hasn't been. It's a I modern the thing. The toilets had a wider gap. Back I I. I, they might not have had a P trap in it. Either. It might have just been like a tube that just it, went straight you know, down. Straight down into instead the of sewer. having, a, yeah. yeah. Like, but uh-huh. no, I have a bunch of bottles. I have a bunch of bottles from the 1800s at my uh, parents' house. Hmm. Man, learning things. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because you know it slows everything down. It becomes instead of a construction dig, it's like everybody's like, "All right, nice and slow." It's a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's a treasure hunt. It's an archaeological. Or you're gonna dig. lose a finger and die of syphilis. Nah. <laughs> they had a lot of syphilis back then. Maybe it stayed on the jar. I don't know. Uh, who knows how long things live underground. I don't live underground. Uh, I, I, you were under a rock about the... Uh... I was... De- okay. Too <laughs> Definitely under a rock about the 2018 thing on cigarettes. 2019, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Not well, I mean like December. So it was really... Two years ago. No, a year and like two months. A year and two months. You're right. Yeah. So not that long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so you uh, you installed some electricity and fixed Edison's yeah. uh, work under the under yeah. The it was uh, it was streets in- of Savannah. Yeah, it was interesting. I was uh, I was unionized and had a lot of benefits because of that. And then uh, so the pay was good, and I was able to take care of myself and learn a lot of skills. And I got my CDL, so I can drive big trucks. I learned how to operate machinery, construction skills. It's really that cool. wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fell in love with Savannah. I decided I didn't want to leave Savannah. I could, you know, keep making the money and move up to Atlanta. And oh, so like the construction company was like moving around. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They were based. Uh, they're based in Chattanooga, but most of the work was in the Atlanta area, and they only sent people down to Savannah. So um, I was working out of town technically, and. Uh, Gotcha. When they decided to go back at the end of twenty, it was funny. The last day of uh, of the job was December twelfth, twenty twelve, or the twentieth of December, whatever the apocalypse. The day was. of the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, it was whatever day the apocalypse was. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, the end of the Mayan calendar. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. just the beginning of a new cycle. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it was <laughs> it was weird. It timed out really, really, boom, boom, right there. So, and you shifted gears into. Uh, I actually took an entire year off. Oh. I didn't. I didn't work in 2013 at all. Actually, good for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I saved Bravo, up some. Sir. I saved up some money, and uh, yeah, unemployment was a thing. And uh, I lived tried to live underneath my means for a little bit and I trained Brazilian Jiu Jitsu twice a day for an entire year essentially. So your twenty thirteen was basically like your twenty twenty sans jiu jitsu. Yeah. 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 It was nice. I never having anything to do except for just go to the gym and play around. It was fun. Cool. So then you ran out of money. <laughs> That's exactly what happened is I ran out of money. <laughs> That's what happens when one doesn't work. Um and I got a job in dialysis. Through a good friend in the... That is a very strange hop. (laughs) It was a very strange hop because, you know, I was working in construction with men and, you know, some of them ex-convicts who've done jail time and stuff like that. And now I'm going into dialysis and working in healthcare with a lot of women in a very sterile environment in a very sterile, clean-ish environment. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, there's a lot of poop around, I'm sure. No, no poop. No poop? No poop. Dialysis? No. no. Like bags of just like grossness around? No, no, no. no. Dialysis is uh, cleaning up the blood because the kidneys don't work. Right. So if anybody had any poop on them, we just sent them home because we, that's, not what we <laughs> d- that's not what we did at our facility. <laughs> You're in the wrong place. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Ys are down the street. Yeah, no, that was a that was a big jump for me. It was, you know, having to not going from a job where I didn't have to talk to anybody except for my coworkers to, you know, working in dialysis where I have to communicate with my patients, my boss, always in training. So do you have to have training to be in dialysis or like um yes, you do actually. Um you get Do they train you or like mm-hmm. well, So yeah. you you do uh I think it's like a 2 or 3 month like in class it starts in class and then they kind of transition you out to the floor. And then once you're out on the floor, you're working underneath somebody. And then do you have to stick people? Oh yeah. I've, I've put thousands and thousands and thousands of needles in people. Oh, nice. So you basically become like a, a nurse almost without uh, having to go to nursing um, school. No, I have a lot of nursing skills. You pick up a lot of stuff working, but, um, I actually had a certification that was a, a CCHT. It's a certified clinical hemodialysis technician. Okay. It doesn't pay enough. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? Though? A certified clinical hemodialysis technician. A, a certified clinical hemodialysis, hemodialysis technician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say so that's six times fast. No. <clears throat> no. But, uh, yeah. Not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker. It's not a mulling plucking pheasant. So the pheasant plucker comes. Interesting. Dialysis. I haven't heard that one. Um, yeah. That's what happens when you fuck a... that one up. <laughs> uh well you know there's there's people in place you know we call ems <laughs> they handle things but uh we have a crash card of ourselves that we you know rarely had to use we uh, we were pretty lucky that you know we didn't have too many on the floor emergencies and most of the things that happened were patients on their own outside of our facility yeah i mean you scheduled you come in and get your dialysis this is basically your kidneys doing the machine doing the work of the kidneys and you go yeah. home. And yeah, yeah. You're there for the time you're prescribed. And then, you know, it's like chemo for kidney problems, but well, I mean, yeah, it's not fun. I wouldn't okay. wish it on anybody. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, your kidneys, you and I kidneys are, you know, 
allegedly working 100%, 24-7. Theoretically, they're working hard right now. Well, it has nothing to do with alcohol. The alcohol goes to your liver, and that's where it gets filtered out. Your kidneys actually clean your blood. Oh. So that's a it's a different system entirely. Huh. So when your back hurts from drinking too much, that's your... You're dehydrated. You're dehydrated. Which causes your kidneys to Well, then that's what a hangover is, too. A hangover is basically you're dehydrated as well because, you know, alcohol keeps your body from... But the dehydration causes your your liver to hurt because you drank too much, but but your kidneys to hurt because you're dehydrated. Because you're dehydrated. Ha-ha. That's why you drink... Do you hear that, kids? (laughs) That's why you need to drink one glass of water with every drink. Eh, alcohol's overrated. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Yeah, not much of a drinker myself. But. Well, you're currently drinking um, Jordan's beer, which is uh, Ultra, Nick. which somebody told me a funny joke the other day, and it's better in an English accent. So, uh oh. <clears throat> Why is uh, drinking a Michelob Ultra like having uh, uh, like having sex in a boat? I I I don't know. Because it's fucking near water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. See, better with an English accent, am I right? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not the beer of choice for me. I'm I'm a sours guy. I like my. Well, that's sour the beers. golden. So it's not bad. It's a, it's a step. It's up. not bad. Step yeah, up. it's not bad. Um, but I, I like my sour beers. I'm not too big into the hops. I, I the sour beers. The sour. They have the fruit with them. I like the fruity. I, mean, taste. I like the fruity thing, but I, it's just too sour. Some of it depends on which ones you've had. I mean. And I've had multiple sours. I try them. Really? I just, and they're not for it's everybody. A, it's only I just can't. I don't like that, and I don't like mead. Like I don't like sours. You don't I like just, mead? Oh, you, I hate mead. Have you done the mead tasting in town? I've tasted hundreds of meads. I have friends who make mead. I've been to meaderies. It's just, it's I, like I, drinking syrup. It's just so sweet and overwhelming. Like I don't know how some I'm, of it is. Yeah, some of it definitely. Like all these Nordic people are just like mead. Like, I mean, they, come on now, they, a stein of mead. That's like drinking like a gallon of honey. <laughs> it takes a lot of honey to make mead too. You're right. Yeah, it is overwhelming shit. I mean, it's it's good like a like a sip or two. You it's, know, it's but like a good dessert drink too. Yeah, like I'm not trying to get drunk on mead. That's Not just, unless I'm going to a themed party. If it's a Viking I, themed I, party, then I'm going to get drunk on If you get your insulin, you're screwed. <laughs> well, luckily, I'm, luckily I, I don't need insulin. I'm not type 1 or type 2. I mean, I don't either, but I'm just saying it's that sweet. But, uh, yeah, no sours neither. No. Really? I like I like a wheat. Like, like a, I like a fruity wheat. I've, I've, I've fallen in love with crown apple here recently. You know, it is. It, the, just, I, the sweet stuff works for me. I do like crown apple. I'm an American honey person too, though. Like I, I like American honey. honey. Yeah. If but I'm going to drink liquor. You just were liquor. talking about not liking mead, but liking I this. know. Because <laughs> well, I'm just going to sip on a tiny bit of it. I'm not going to like drink a glass of Yeah, it's you know? uh, Logan has a good drink with a uh, little black raspberry liqueur and some lemonade. and. Uh, oh, yeah. I've had it. Yeah. Yeah. It's refreshing. That's 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 the good stuff. That's he good... also goes for he likes to go for a sugary like dessert drink too. He likes to mix like all of the, when we have chocolate sauce and mix the chocolate sauce with basically a white Russian, I'm... but with all the white white. So like, I made it Bailey's plus rum chocolate plus. <laughs> I made an incredible white Russian the other day. Um, vodka, coffee liqueur, splash of amaretto, 
A little bit of whipped cream sprayed Camerado in. Camerado gives it a Christmassy vibe. Yeah, the uh, little bit of whipped cream, then the heavy cream. Shake it up. It tastes like uh, the waffle crunch cereal. It's unreal. Oh, yeah, waffle crunch. Um, Oh, my God, unreal. It's very rare and not Sought widely off. known cereal. But if but if you've had it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you know that flavor. And if you want one, you can go to Treehouse and ask for <laughs> Joe Harris, and he will make you a drink or a shot that tastes exactly like waffle crunch. I need. I, I I was thinking about putting some rum chata in it too. I bet if you added blueberry vodka, it'd be blueberry. It'd be blueberry crunch. I, like I didn't instantly. even. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. That's the move. <laughs> That's the move. I'm gonna sprinkle the variety. Depending on what time we get out of here, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run up to work and see how that works out for me. Yeah, no reason not to. That's actually one of the best parts about working there, though, or working in, I guess, in a bar period you know after dialysis getting to experiment well no just it's a community you know in in my in all my years of being an adult even in high school and everything the most important thing was always having a a community like of people you can go back to and you can say hey and here here's how this is and like you can talk about things similarly you can disagree you can hang out you can you know and then you go your separate ways but you're still you know, you have the the common bond, and like having that common bond with a bunch of people just feels good. You mean the employees and the customers, or both? Just your coworkers, uh, both. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have you know um, uh, customers that I have you know friendships with, but I you know with my coworkers, it's it's totally entirely different. You know, we we've been working together, especially at our bar. What well, a place where there's like the same people have been working there for seven years you know i have a friend who is a pa and um without getting she's a physician's assistant and you know at even at her job they don't keep people they have worse turnover rates than than we do you know they have people coming and going all the time i've been working with the same guys for three and a half years minimum some of them for as long as i've been working there yeah you know like we've we've seen some we've seen some shit together it's a rare it's a rare occasion but a good occasion it does happen more often than people think where where one place will literally hold the same employees for a decade like maybe one person will come and go but for the for the most part there will be there's a center mass yeah in small places it will hold, and in other places you just turn over like candy. You know, every three months, like, yeah, yeah. Well, like Ruth Chris, I'm pretty sure, fires their employees every three months, well, including their managers and everyone else. Belfords, <laughs> Belfords goes through a lot of people too. Yeah, but they they're not doing it like a, as a routine. No, you know, like a corporate routine. They're doing it just because like people, they just hired. They're just not smart about their hiring. <laughs> they don't always, you know, they just. Oh, you want a job? Cool. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Maybe that was a bad idea. Man, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that happens. Um, yeah, no, I, I, but you know, and, and, you know, having relationships with the customer is nice, but we're, we're, we're an out of town touristy attraction. You know, we're not a downtown Savannah staple necessarily for everybody. No, it's an experience. It's an experience. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not serving drinks, Joe. Serving an experience. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. I've had a lot so, of fun. You know, we net we didn't cross the bridge of how you went from dialysis into 
being so a bartender. I got. I'm very lucky. And then, and then, ruler of the world. Ruler of the world, <laughs> one step at a time. Um, so when I was working in dialysis and also training jujitsu, um, I uh, and I got laid off from the construction job before I got the dialysis job. I was I needed a place to stay and. The owner of my gym was a close friend of mine as well, and a close friend of yours, Mister Matthew Hester. Mister Matthew Hester, what a what a excellent excellent gentleman. He's stand up human being. He's a and, badass. And and his room. I once I once saw him literally leap across the bar like a gazelle into a crowd of people just to like grab this guy to stop this fight, like from like. Yeah, like slow motion matrix shit just from like from far away too like just yeah flew <laughs> i know he's, he's uh yeah he's a, he's a special human being for sure and uh so he saves lives though he's yes he is a nurse and uh <laughs> him and the other owner of the gym uh R. Ash Caramandy, were kind enough um another stand up human being he he works in town he remodels houses now i do believe and uh, they they gave me a place to stay, and they let me stay with them for a few years. And I was training at the gym with them all the time. And uh, Matt was working at the bar, and I'd worked at a different bar in town, and I'd had a bad experience. And I decided I didn't know that. <clears throat> what bar? Uh, you don't have to say, but you what? I yeah. <laughs> uh, that, you, you've literally ne- never told me that. It, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I worked New Year's Eve. Uh, many years ago, before I worked at Treehouse, at the door of a different. Maybe you did tell me that you weren't behind the bar; you were at the door. I was at the door, and I, you know, I had the owner of the bar made or the manager, or whatever, made me buy an outfit. Just you know, I had to buy a button down and black pants to go to work, and then by the time I got paid. I didn't even make enough to you pay know for the shirt to pay for the shirt, <laughs> the pants, and the Waffle House after the after the thing. You know, yeah. I was like, well, I, I just lost money. How did this happen? You know, and I decided at that point I was never going to work at a bar again. I was like, this is this is horseshit. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get robbed like this. This is stupid. And uh, but then Matt was like, no, they, I make this month money. Matt didn't ever tell me how much money he made. Yeah. Never, never. 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 Um, but I oh no, he couldn't have. He couldn't have. Um, <laughs> but he was also you were a bar back forever, uh, forever. Yeah, Long, yeah. I, I man, forever, like fucking ever. Well, he, it was like a year and three months, a year and a half, something like that. No, it was long two years. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was like, it was a long time. Yeah, I got. And also, I think you're going to like four and a half years, not three and a half years. Hmm. I start. I started at um, it's 2021. I started working at Treehouse. I worked it, so I took off the year of uh, 2013. I started in dialysis, and I worked two and a half years. So I worked till 2015, 2015 to 2021. So yeah, five and a half years, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's way longer. So two of those years was barbacking. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which is a fucking long ass time. That's a long time to get other people promoted over you and all that stuff. But that's, that's politics. That's specific bar politics. It's ridiculous, but yeah, I was right there with you. <laughs> right there with you. But anyway, yeah. So, but uh, I was you staying want- with Matt Hester and uh, R. Ash and um, 
Matt was like, well, come work at the bar. And then eventually I started working at the bar and I was making a lot more money at the bar than I was at the dialysis clinic. And the thing about the dialysis clinic was even though I was working at night and both jobs, you know, at the bar and at the clinic, um, I was taking home like almost, I was making, you know, 133% of what I was making in a week at the clinic and two nights at, at the bar. And I would, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, maybe the service industry is really where it's at. Yeah. And maybe then, I just, maybe I just bought the wrong shirt. <laughs> what happened and then uh, and I was, i'm thankful for the job you know it helped me pay my bills and you know I, I had i worked with matt and a lot of great people and i had a great one of a great guy that i really looked up to got me the job at the dialysis clinic too because they weren't gonna hire me you know like what do we want with this construction worker you know that's all the experience i had so like it's he got you that job and then the and not then, matt not no, matt no uh, no no, no. Uh, Matt didn't give me the job at the dialysis clinic. Uh, it was, his name was Jason. Jason got me yeah. the job at the dialysis clinic. He was another training partner. But then of mine. you met Matt, became roommates, and then so on. And, and so then forth. yeah, then then I moved in with him, and then he got me a job at Treehouse, and I I went back to the dialysis clinic. I was like, do you guys realize I'm doing you a favor by being here and being stressed out about this place and caring? <laughs> like you you realize you don't pay me enough for this. So like, do you want me here or not? Nah? <laughs> I can't imagine what my life would have been like had I not had parents who like said that the service industry was like an okay thing for even like a guy to do. Right. Like, so when I was younger, like, you know, Mm -hmm. waitresses, like, yeah, but my dad had worked in Vegas and shit. Right. So like he would tell me stories about how he like waited on fucking like people and held the door for Elvis and like, you know, and made probably a bunch of money. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So he was in construction my whole life when I was a kid. And construction's good money too. It's just, when you're selling your body for money in a labor form like that, you can only do it for so long. Yeah. But and, like, and it's tough. You, 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 it's hit or miss, I suppose. And it really depends on where you work and what, and you what do. city you live in, you know, location, and location, location. <laughs> right. But overall, you're going to average way more than a $15 an hour, even. Well, I mean, what's crazy is when I was working in dialysis at night, that's essentially what I was making was $15 an hour and getting taxed at that rate. And I mean, not even my, my car payment, my rent (laughs) and my utilities and everything was basically, it was like 66, 70% of my income when I was working for $15 an hour. And I'm how do, how do, it's $31,000 a year. How do people survive? I mean, 31,000 pretty good i mean like no it's not i mean for i mean it, the cost it, it, al- of- it allows you to do like okay so jordan makes thirty one thousand, so that allows her this house right yes but i don't think it's so enough it's not enough but it's the, it's the very line of where you can almost be it's the bottom of middle but- class it's like the bottom like anything below thirty one thousand should fall into poverty but that's the that's where they draw the line right yeah yeah, it, financially, because, that's where it sits right now. Anyway, yeah, because what is what is that? Almost is that five hundred and fifty dollars a week or something like that? Mm-hmm. Which is oh man, I remember I remember four fifteen an hour. My first job, minimum wage, shopping vegetables in the back of a Chinese restaurant in the mall <laughs> for four fifteen. Yeah, but that was also in like nineteen sixteen. So. <laughs> That was it before was like the Great Depression. <laughs> it was like 93. Four. I was 15. That's so crazy. 
You were 15 in 93. I was born in 90, so. I, I turned I turned 21 in 2000. Really nice thing about being born in 90s, figuring out how old I am is generally what year is it. <laughs> Plus 10, minus 1, depending on the month, you know. <laughs> Eventually, you get old enough, you don't even care that people can't drink alcohol until they're 35. <laughs> and you just miss that entire news. Yeah, all right. All together. And you're like, what do you mean people can't? You can't drink if you're 25? You have to be 35? Like, I forgot when they even changed it to 25. Uh, they need to bring it down to 18. Or 16, even. I mean, or uh, just get rid of but it. There was, a, there was somebody the other day who was telling me that where they were from, there is no drinking age. And I can't remember where he was from. He's like, no. I was like, and I was like, well, how old do you have to be? And he's like, no, you can be any age. Anybody can drink. He was like, if you can walk up to the bar and put money on it, they'll give you whatever right, you but, order. Yeah, but there aren't a lot. There's not like a lot of bar people. Like you know, you have the glass of wine here and there. But like, well, not- and also in other countries too, they they uh, you know, this isn't anecdotal. Even I've just heard this, but like they treat alcohol differently than we do. You know, they they'll drink it with a meal just like it's uh, Coca Cola. And not think about getting drunk and not even have any uh, thoughts about the alcohol at all. You know, it's oh, more of a... It's my heart healthy grape juice, man. Get <laughs> off it. See, I, I'm not a wine guy either. <laughs> it's heart healthy. I feel like... So, it's it's kind of like ordering the Burrito Supreme at Taco Bell as opposed to just like the beefy five-layer <laughs> five burrito. Because why? There's lettuce involved and tomatoes. So, you're like, nah, it's healthy. So that's basically red wine compared to all of their alcohol. Like it's got a little bit of healthy factor. So I feel better about drinking it. Yeah. I'm just, and, you know, I, w- I wasn't raised around alcohol. There was never any booze in my home ever. Period. My parents weren't drinkers. I mean, they would drink occasionally like the friends or like at like New Year's Eve and stuff. But mostly, I, mostly they just smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. My, yeah. my mom smoked weed and then my dad really never Dosakis. My dad was a Dosakis guy. He always liked uh, Dosakis every once in a while. My mom liked tequila. Very Mexican of them. I have no idea. Jim and Cindy Parker. Uh, <laughs> tequila and Dosakis. The Dos only Okis. thing I can ever remember ever being at the house was a, like a like a not even a one liter bottle of uh, wild turkey. Oh God. Yeah. I remember in high school, our jam was uh, getting a fucking gallon of Jim Beam every Friday night, Ugh. and just blacking out like oh and i couldn't even man the smell of jim beam for years years afterwards would just make me nauseous and so, <laughs> so bad yeah they, everybody has their one thing that like jack daniels would get me like that every now and then when i was in college that one hot semester after high school before i got the construction job i was drinking a lot of jack daniels and me and jack didn't get along that's why i got out of college <laughs> you know it's not like pizza, you know. You can't just you can't just eat it your entire life and still like it. I'd argue you can. I love pizza. Yeah, I know you can eat pizza your entire life and never get sick of it. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. But like everything else, if you do too much, like I go through cycles of like like of certain foods that I keep in my house, right? So I don't always eat the same thing week by week. Mm-hmm. I'll eat I'll eat something like for maybe like a week and a half or two weeks. I'm so into like I want bagels and cream cheese for breakfast for like a week. Yeah. And I then, know exactly what you mean. And then yeah. for like a week I'm like granola and yogurt. And then like I'm like, oh well, that's peaches peaches and, and oatmeal. I don't know. 
I made but, some awesome meatball subs the other week. Wow. Yeah, sauteed some onions and mushrooms, put some, cut up some pepperoni, threw that in there in the sauce. All in the air fryer, right? Uh, no, I made the air fryer. I used the meatballs. Meatballs in the air fryer. Meatballs in the air fryer, and then I sauteed everything up. It was, it was really nice. You got a ninja. Man's got a ninja. Man's got a ninja. Five and one. Five and one. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. That in a deep freezer. I, I'm ready for the next shutdown. <laughs> if there is one, I'm ready. I don't care. I got toilet paper, a deep freezer, and a ninja five and one. <laughs> Fucking good to go. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying, actually. <laughs> I have those things. I mean, really, there's everyone's like, I just cook everything in the ninja now. I don't need anything. Do, else. You know what? It's really I threw up? my oven away. No, I, I still use the oven, um, but I, I don't use the microwave anymore. Fuck a microwave. Well, I mean, well, the air fryer will heat up things like. But you get liquids, though. You need the microwave for liquids. You use the stove. You can. You yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, I still have a stove, yeah. Right. But I'm saying if you want to like heat up like your coffee real quick. or you know, Oh, yeah. You can't throw that in the air fryer. You can't throw that in the air fryer. No. But also, I don't drink. That's all that the microwave is good for. I don't like for. hot drinks. I, see, the air fryer is, is taking the place of the toaster oven. Think? It could, it could. Yeah. I don't have a toaster oven, so I would use it as a toaster oven. But I definitely, um, definitely think that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the toaster oven can only do so much. I mean, know? I'll be honest. I, I it mean, toasts, make pe- an oven. But can rolls. it fry? It can't fry. Dude, I, I, I cooked a steak, a pork tenderloin, chicken breast, all in my air fryer. It's better than anything I've ever cooked Vegetables on the stove. In there with them. No, I saw my vegetables on the stove. Could you though? Like I could would absolutely. You put them in later. You would do like the meat for like half the time and the veggies in second I, half. I see. Time. I like my veggies a little bit on the overcooked side. Oh, you lose all the nutrients, man! <laughs> You're like I'm, fuck the nutrients, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> I just, it's I all just, about texture for me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I, I'm, I didn't grow up eating a lot of vegetables, so I have to. I have to prepare them how I want them prepared. Otherwise, I'm not interested. So touché, like sir. I touche. <laughs> it's just it's a I know they're good for me and it's just like how can I force more veggies and other things into my diet? And I Oh yeah, that's why I hide all kind I like when I make sloppy joes, I, I dice up carrots super fine. I dice up kale super fine and I just hide it in my sloppy joes. I did, and I'm like I did buy a it's bunch almost of almost healthy sloppy joes. It's basically like ordering the burrito supreme at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like to hide the uh, the vegetables in my food if I can. Uh, just you know, try to be try to grow up a little bit if I can help it. And that's another thing that's great about the the bar life, though, is you don't really have to grow up. You have to be responsible. You know, you're always going to have to be responsible. But like, as far as growing up goes, it's. It keeps you young. It keeps you young. <laughs> that's like, that's a good way to put it. No, because you can mature. Still make the same amount of money, have as much fun, but not be a kid anymore. Not be a, you know, yeah. you can own a house. You can. That's you know, the next step. You yeah. can have a family. You can have That's not the, next the things step. that you you can buy every video game you ever dreamed of. Is, 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 a, dude, <laughs> is a dude with two cats a family? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. As long as they're the size of dogs. One of them is. One of them's bigger than your dog. Well, the other one's about the same size. Yeah, she's she's not too big. She's on the medium side. But Fabio, he's on the he's the, he's a Maine Coon. He's on the large side, and he's starting to eat now. 
He wasn't eating as much before because he had the ear infection. And uh, you need to get you should teach him to be on collars. Like Fabio's going to be on a collar. I got to get him groomed. Um, he's he's greasy. He doesn't clean himself very often. So you know, typical typical dude. And uh, got to get him groomed. He has a bunch of dreadlocks. He yeah. did he did four hundred and sixty six days in kitty prison. Hmm. Too many sh- days in kitty prison. He's, yeah, he's got dreadlocks. He had an ear infection. He's got a tattoo. Oh, he's man. got he's got a rough life. So I'm you know rehabilitating him, and then then we'll we'll he lets me pick him up. I can actually like pick him up and hold him on my shoulder, and he doesn't freak out. And like he does the whole cute little head bumps and stuff. And so. he's becoming a cat. He's yeah. He's like I'm comfortable and I am happy in my home and. You're my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's starting to figure out. It's like, okay, I can be comfortable here. Nice. For sure. Hell yeah. Well, uh, here's to you, cat dad. Cheers, brother. <laughs> uh, may they be in the White House one day. <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Check Service Industry Podcast. And thank you to my guest, Joe Harris. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for the next time. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Check underscore Facebook at Beyond the Check, Twitter at Independent Lasagna Productions, and go watch season one of Beyond the Check Worker Runner Edition, now streaming on Amazon Prime. Cheers. Cheers. Come see me at Treehouse.